This is the Nourished Brain Podcast, where we talk cutting-edge nutrition and mindset strategies to optimize brain health, mood, and mental energy through intentional eating. I'm Sarah Fahara, a registered dietitian. Let's dive in. Today is a big day. The first day of 2020, the beginning of a new decade, and an opportunity to set some big, radical intentions. Today we'll be talking about four keys to creating changes in your health that last. I want to offer you some ideas, some themes that have been popping up for me repeatedly over the past year in my own life and in my work with clients, coaching, and private practice. New Year's resolutions sometimes get a pretty bad rap, right? The classic example of that gym membership that lasts for all of uh, 48 hours, right? Uh, But there really is something powerful about setting intentions, about making a decision that defines in your mind how you want to be, feel, exist. Wanting to feel better physically, for example, could take the form of building up your stress buffer so you don't feel so tense. That could guide you toward a short yoga practice every morning. An intention to create more energy, more physical energy, could lead you to shift toward a whole foods diet. A desire to stabilize your blood sugar levels to feel more even keeled and to see some improvements in lab work could lead you on a journey to understand your sugar cravings. If you're wanting to feel stronger in your body, more capable, it might lead you to begin a weightlifting routine to begin to lift even some light weights consistently to begin. The point being that our desired outcomes often shape our path for moving forward, although there are usually plenty of surprises along the way too. They act as a guiding light for us so that we know which direction to head in. But no matter what it is that you want to create for yourself this year, and for that matter, this coming decade, Here are these four key principles that I hope will help to shed some light as you begin in the first few days of 2020 and onward, whenever you are listening to this. So key number one that I found to ring true is get ready to change your identity. Habit changes are as much identity changes as they are changes in behavior. 
this first really hit home with me listening to a podcast uh, almost exactly one year ago where James Clear was the guest, a really big habits guy. And he says in his blog that he writes, which is really excellent at jamesclear.com, that the key to building lasting habits is focusing on creating a new identity first. He says that your current behaviors are simply a reflection of your current identity. What you do now is a mirror image of the type of person you believe that you are, either consciously or subconsciously. It's the end of his quote. The truth is that we have a whole inner world with habitual patterns and our own thought life, which can sometimes feel out of control, a whole bunch of impulses and um, reflexes, things that we might do more automatically, and also perspectives. So creating changes that last often means changing the way that we talk to ourselves about what we do and do not do. And sometimes also changing the things in our environment that have kept those old habits and thought patterns going strong for so long. So key number one, getting ready to change your identity. Key number two is taking responsibility despite discomfort. Something else I've found to ring true is that when we are making changes or even considering making changes to our routine, our choices, our habits, it can be really uncomfortable, disconcerting even. So our brains like to just do the same old, same old. We have ways of thinking, patterns of thinking that are deeply ingrained from practice, lots and lots of practice oftentimes. Just think about how much more effort it takes to drive somewhere you've never been than to drive the same commute to work, right? How that just becomes autopilot from practice. When things start to get uncomfortable, it can become much easier to blame uh, circumstances or others in our lives, um, things that we don't have enough time, enough money, enough uh, support, etc., than to be with a discomfort and to decide to move forward anyway. The trouble with this is not only that it keeps us stuck, which is huge, But when we don't take responsibility, we are giving our power away, right? So playing really small and we're not really the ones who are even in control of the outcome that we get because we have just blamed, given our power away. There's an excerpt from a Jen Sincero book that I was just recently reading This is another, I think, just really, really nice paragraph for this conversation. So I'm going to read this to you. She says that we grow and learn through friction, even friction within ourselves. 
So your job isn't to try to rid your life of uncomfortable moments or prickly challenges or hard long looks in the mirror. Your job is to master the art of responding, aka being responsible for and aware of your thoughts and actions. Your job is to short circuit your knee-jerk instinct to react, which will keep you playing out the same tired, old, low-frequency patterns you've been lugging around your whole life. I just want to say something quickly here about work with nutrition as it relates to this. One of the reasons that I run my business, my private practice, like I do in programs and packages, um, cash pay, you know, asking to really create a a roadmap with someone versus kind of one-off sessions is that it is amazing what happens when you just make a decision to commit to a process right? Because mentally you make that shift from someone else is going to give me the answers and it's their fault if it doesn't work to this is my journey. This is where I want to go and I'm open to the process. Really, really powerful shift. So invite you here to commit to the outcome that you want to create for yourself, even if it doesn't seem possible, perhaps, and commit to taking responsibility to figure out the road that it takes to get there, which could also mean getting help when you need it, for sure. No doubt about that. So key number two, taking responsibility despite discomfort. Key number three is to embrace the complexity. Embrace that you are a complex system. Uh, Sometimes getting to an outcome means peeling away many layers of causation that are at play, right? Like the old old onion analogy can give you a, a couple of examples. So let's think about trying to clear up brain fog as an example. If you are having trouble concentrating and you're really wanting to sharpen how well you think and focus at work, if you're using a a nutrition-oriented process to do that, it might take addressing some food sensitivities, uh, working on gut and digestive health, remembering the gut-brain connection, building in some food sources consistently in your diet that are rich in brain-friendly nutrients like zinc and B12 and choline, right? Just as a few examples. Another example could be, you know, changing your diet to include more whole foods or cutting back on processed foods. That in and of itself, that goal, you could consider an outcome, a certain percentage of whole foods to processed foods, could again offer you many layers of learning 
awareness to go through. It might mean understanding how to prepare certain foods, even like learning how to cook, right? Having a better appreciation for the flavor profiles of different foods and food pairings so that you actually enjoy what you're eating and stick with it. It might mean changing your food environment in your home, at work, elsewhere. It could even mean setting boundaries in some of your relationships, right? Some dynamics at play there. So number three, embrace the complexity. Understand that you are a complex system and that it's okay if making a change in a habit doesn't come easily because sometimes it just speaks to how rich the journey can be can really be be a good thing key number four is to manage and expand your thoughts you've probably heard that quote that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again but expecting different results if you have ever had a time in your life where you just feel like you are banging your head against the wall because you keep trying and trying and trying and just cannot get what it is that you are wanting. As this relates to nutritional goals, we can think about body composition as an example. One reason this frustration can happen is that our longer term goals so body composition changes, increasing muscle, decreasing fat, etc., are not really aligned with our daily actions, right? Sometimes even though we think in our own minds that we are doing everything right, sometimes in fact there is some mismatch right with how consistent we are being or not being and what it is we are hoping will come out on the other side sometimes it's that our strategies could use some tweaking or that we are self-sabotaging but the key theme is that often it has a lot to do with trying to use the same thought patterns to solve a problem as created a problem or just being stuck in our own minds and not having a way to expand our horizons to create more possibilities. If you are someone who feels like you are stuck in a loop of repeat thoughts and are self-sabotaging, I just really want to offer you an invitation to tap into the brain of a professional who can help with that, whether it be a therapist, a coach, etc. That's really, really huge when it comes to managing and expanding your thoughts. Other times, you just feel really stuck. You feel like, I just do not know what to do next, where to go next. Some of the strategies that I think can be really effective in just exploring other possibilities can be journaling, meditation, because it allows you to just calm things down, 
with practice, right? So you can see things differently. And working with a coach, working with a professional, um, these are all strategies that can help you to expand beyond your current way of thinking. And in the case of working with a professional or a partner or a coach, can be a way to bring in another brain that can help you to look more objectively at the thoughts you're having, the patterns you've established, and what may be working well and what perhaps is not working so well. So strategy number four, manage and expand your thoughts. Hope that these ideas are helpful to you. Would love to hear if there's one or two or all four that you're able to take away and apply in some way as we move into this new decade. And if you are someone who is feeling stuck and you would like to have a conversation about how to break out of that feeling and how to design a path forward, I'd like to invite you to apply for a clarity call, a 25-minute nourished video clarity call. Don't be afraid. Um, this call is designed to help you to establish what it is that might not be working for you and to consider some strategic next steps forward. If it resonates, go to the apply tab at sarahfaharrd.com and have a fabulous beginning to this year. I'll talk with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Nourished Brain Podcast. Please head on over to iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Five stars would be great. Please share with those who you care about. And also, please go to sarahfaharrd.com, Sarah with an H-F-E-R-R-E-I-R-A-R-D.com for more helpful resources, tips, and strategies to help you live your best nourished life. Talk to you next time.